This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hello, everyone. It is once again the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt here, uh, introducing yet another episode of Radio Techers. I'll keep the intro short this time because we've got a lot of different, uh, lots of different juicy news to get to, uh, particularly the breaking news of Luis Suarez headed to Atletico Madrid as of the time of this recording. Uh, that being said, we also cover uh, Bayern Munich as well as Borussia Dortmund and uh, them looking very sharp in the Bundesliga. We also take a little bit of an overview on Juventus and uh, how they're looking in Serie A, uh, particularly concerning new manager Andrea Pirlo. And we also cover more Match Day 2 news for the English Premier League. Uh, so make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, or anywhere else for that matter. And as always... Thank you to whoever you are, wherever you are, for tuning in to yet another episode of Radio Techers. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Thank you very much, and enjoy the show. And welcome to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I'm, of course, the Texas Gentleman. And as always, uh, well, I guess you should know my name, Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt. That, that, would, probably, that would probably help, right, you, knowing my name. My name's Tanner. You can see you can see it right there in the caption. For, for, the, for the rest of this episode, I'm calling you Texas now. Okay, That's thank you. <laughs> and, and, of course, uh, as with me, as always, uh, my good friend and co-host, Mags. Mags, how are you doing? I'm not doing too bad, Texas, than yourself. <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you for asking. Um, good stuff here. We, Mags and I just got done talking about uh, international politics for the last half an hour, so uh, we're all warmed up and ready to go. Uh, which, which you can find on Radio Techers After Dark. <laughs> it has nothing to do with football at all. It's, it's, it's everything else but, really. Um, <laughs> uh, but some cool stuff here. Breaking news as of the time of this recording here. Uh, uh, Luis Suarez, striker for Barcelona, has left Barcelona. Uh, some are reporting for free. Some are reporting for four, uh, 5.5 million uh, euros. He is headed to Atletico Madrid, Mags. This is a, a spicy move indeed. Very savvy move for Atletico Madrid. Uh, what do you make yeah. of this, Mags? 
I think it's a brilliant move for, for Suarez. Uh, stays in a league where he's clearly happy. Stays with a, a very big club, a uh, club that that is likely to be challenging for honours. Barcelona mm-hmm. get his uh, his wages off off the the books. It, it it makes sense in terms of finances, but it's a huge loss to Barcelona. I, I don't understand why they were so adamant in in kind of chasing Suarez out of the club. He's been a, a brilliant servant. Uh, for for them and Atletico have picked up a an outstanding signing there. That's if they've got him for free. That's that's monumentally good. Mm, indeed, and that doesn't seem like the only piece of business here that Atletico Madrid is running here. Uh, they also want to pick up Edison Cavani, uh, who is Luis Suarez's uh, striker partner in uh, in Uruguay. Um, what a tandem that would be, uh, Diego Costa. Edison Cavani, Luis Suarez, and Joao Felix. Um, Mags, it's glorious! It's absolutely <laughs> glorious. These three animals in when it comes to the the final third, and and uh, Joao Felix, who's got the got all the potential in the world to be to be one of the elite of the elite footballers. It's, mm-hmm. uh, and you couldn't pick three better attacking. Uh, players to, to kind of be in under the learning tree of it. it's yeah it's, it's great business for everybody seems to be picking at the bones of this uh this Barcelona squad but <laughs> yeah it's, that's absolutely great business for Atletico Madrid I agree I'm I, I I really do like um as a as a La Liga neutral I don't really have a team but if I if I had to be 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 asked uh Atletico Madrid would probably be the one that I'm most intrigued by because I just I, I don't like the duality between Barcelona and Real Madrid it just bothers me so much um but with that being said um Atletico Madrid uh they haven't earned me any favors recently let's say that um <laughs> Um, I mean, do you see the, 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 I guess the primary partnership, what, what do you see as the primary upfront partnership for Atletico Madrid? Cause they typically run a four, four, two with two strikers. If they do in fact go in and get Luis Suarez and, um, uh, well, they already have him, but if they also get Edison Cavani here in this case, Mags, um, if you were, uh, Simeone, you know, the manager, who would you be putting up front? I mean, as much as I love Diego Costa, when he was in the Premiership, he, I thought he was—he he lit it up. He was charismatic, uh, a little bit kind of eccentric. But when you've got two people that who have done it for years and years, you've got to go with Suarez and Cavani. They've got that international link as well. So hmm. the, the the sixth sense that we talk about so much on this show, they've already got that that set up. So. You, you, I'd, I'd say you'd have to go with Suarez and, and Cavani as, as your front two. Mm. I, I, I almost agree with you. I almost oh, agree with wow. you. Wow! <laughs> first for radio techers. <laughs> well, you and I agree a lot, um, but no, I mean you're not agreeing for once. Well, so the only reason why I would pick Diego Costa ahead of Edson Cavani is simply because. Just the sheer amount of harassment that you would get on the upfront. Both Luis Suarez and uh, Diego Costa would would just bully any backline 
physically, mentally. Suarez would start biting people as Costa's, you know, throwing the left back at the the left sided center back. It would be brilliant. It would just be havoc. Um, it, it I I would like that sheer physicality that that would provide. Now Cavani can score a goal from pretty much anywhere. He could easily come off the bench and be, you know, put in place of either Costa or um, um, Suarez in this case. Um, but like you said, Joao Felix too. I mean, he's, he's up there with somebody who has the potential to be the best of the best of the best. Um, you know, next to Mbappe and, 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 uh, uh, Jaden Sancho. I think that you, you're going to hear those three names for, for individual honors for quite some time to come. Um, well, I'd, I'd throw in, um, Erling Haaland as well. Yes, Holland as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would definitely put him, his name in those uh, same kind of circles. But um, I was intrigued by this here, Mags, that uh, uh, these kind of deals were being done just in time for recording. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's almost like they planned it. But I think <laughs> I think with that with that uh, forward three of uh, of Cavani, Costa, and and Suarez, there's no wrong answer. You could play any two of the three and have the the third as as a, a sub, and it's going to be a dominant a dominant forward lineup. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, last time on Radio Techers, uh, we left off right before we could get to talk about your team, Burnley. Um, so we did a little bit of a preview. For that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure that we got to highlight all about Burnley here uh, at the opening start of the show, and um, we have a chance to do that now, Mags. Uh, mm-hmm. Burnley played Leicester 4-2 to two, uh, was the ending scoreline here. Um, what do you make of uh, Burnley's first appearance here uh, for the season? I think there were some positives, obviously losing... Uh, to, to Leicester on, in, in the opening uh, match of the season is never going to be a good thing. You always want to kind of start your season off with, with a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Leicester were clearly the, the better team. They were, uh, they were first to a lot of the balls. Um, I think uh, with the first goal with Chris Wood, uh, it starts off brightly. For me, I don't think it should have actually been a goal. Uh, I think mm. he he he, uh, he did push the defender in the box and uh, to to make the space. Um, and uh, again, I think Harvey Barnes was uh, exciting to watch. Uh, he really he uh, we, when we spoke about him uh, talking about how his finishing was 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 his kind of downfall, and he, and he did get a goal this time. Uh, a little bit of a, a lucky deflection off uh, another player. Uh, to leave Port flat-footed, but that will give him all the confidence in the world to to kind of push on the fact that he's got a goal. Uh, but for me, I think Leicester deserved the victory. I'm not one of these uh, kind of uh, salty fans who who will uh, say we were robbed because I don't think that we were. I think mm. uh, Leicester played uh, really, really well and deserved to to take the points. Um, it's just a shame that that. That Burnley, uh, they had the bright spots. They had just they weren't enough of them. Uh, I was quite um, quite pleased that uh, Dunn got a debut goal. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Dunn, uh, the 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 young kid. I mean, the guy's about nineteen foot tall. Uh, but to 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 seal the game for Leicester, the the finish from uh, from Dennis Pratt was absolutely sublime, um, and it, it was a great victory for Leicester. Uh, but I don't think we can be. Uh, 
we can be that downtrodden. I think we we have a, a there was a lot of positives for us to to kind of build on, and, and we did build on them when we uh when we beat Millwall in the cup. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm not too disheartened with it. Okay, well, and, and I'm glad to see that, Max, because I, mean, I think you, you you scored two very well placed goals. Um, for for what it's worth, and I and I can definitely appreciate that they fought really until the end. Um, you know that that that's that's the the sign for me of of a of a good club with a with a good head on its shoulders. So that you continue to fight towards the end, you're not giving up. You know, I mean, you didn't see the Burnley players slouching at the 56 minute because they were down. Um, you know, I I I, I liked what I saw. Um, there is some incoming news, uh, actually, re- kind of uh, related to both of our clubs here, uh, and that Harry Wilson might be headed his way to Burnley. Uh, what, what would you, where would you put Harry Wilson? Uh, he's a he's a very good uh, player on the wings, I think here, but he may also have uh, maybe a tendency to cut inside, maybe even play as a uh, striker in the, in a two man setup too. Yeah, uh, in terms of strikers, I think uh, Burnley haven't got that bad of a setup we've got mm. uh chris wood obviously who's who's the talisman uh we've got uh, guys like vidra who have been uh popping up with with the goals i don't think he's really had much um he hasn't been given a lot of opportunity in the in the premiership but in in cup games he he really does well uh but what we we are lacking is is the the kind of um the creation more than mm-hmm. anything burnley have always been kind of a a, a route one uh, team, uh, it's 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 literally. We've I've mentioned it before. We we kind of look for lower um, lower team players and 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 hope that they come good. Uh, uh, but we we don't tend to have a lot of the, of those kind of creative influences. And I think uh, bringing Harry Wilson in uh, adds not only that, but it also adds a lot of pace as well. Something mm-hmm. that we sometimes do lack, uh, especially when we want to play that kind of route one football. We need players uh, with a lot of pace. Guys like Dwight McNeil, who who, who are able to kind of uh, um, out sprint their defenders. Uh, and I think uh, Harry Wilson will add that kind of uh, that that kind of caveat to our team, I suppose. I think so, and and it looks really good to me that that he would be a, a really good fit. I think that he's played very well out on loan from Liverpool, um, mm-hmm. especially uh, under his time uh, under Steven Gerrard over at Rangers. Um, yeah, I think that he he would make for a very very astute signing for Burnley. Um, I hope that he he makes the move because I think that's a good move for him. That's a good move for you guys. Um, I, I'd like to see it happen. I'd like to see more of Harry Wilson playing because I, I really do think that he's a very very special player. Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, let's. So so here's the hoping that ha- that that happens. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, uh, I, I always get concerned with Burnley in the transfer uh, window because we 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 never really go out and splash a lot of money. Uh, but I think our biggest signing is going to be keeping hold of Tarkovsky. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that we've 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 uh, fended off the the bids from West Ham is a uh, is a great thing for us because I know that uh, that. Uh, James was 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 interested in the move because it's closer to London and and the potential of getting into the England squad um, is better at West Ham. Um, but I'm glad he's, he's sticking around and yeah, it's um, that that's probably the the best signing we could do it at, at this stage of the season anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Your next opponent is uh, Southampton, who's on a two-match losing skid here. Uh, is this the is this the right time to uh, to, to to pick the bones uh, with Southampton? Yeah, especially with them coming to to the turf. Um, mm. I mean, that normally is a, a cauldron, but obviously with with having no fans, uh, it it's it's kind of uh, every every game is is kind of almost neutral now. Uh, mm. But um, Southampton are, are, are not doing well. They 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 struggling to get points, and it might be a, a great time for Burnley to to kick on and 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 learn the lessons from from this Leicester defeat and 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 basically put Southampton to the sword. I think that you're absolutely right. I hope that that happens, and I hope that they, they seal up that deal for uh, for Harry Wilson uh, just in time for that to happen, Mags. Uh, w- would love for him to make a debut for y'all and, uh, and, and, and put Southampton down for good. And if he felt like getting that trick, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I'd love to see it happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's move on to... Uh, um, I, I want to quickly get this this game in particular out of the way because I didn't find it to be super appealing. Uh, Aston Villa versus uh, Sheffield United. Um, you, you and I discussed Sheffield United and kind of our shared uh, opinion that uh, they're a very uh, classy, almost like a, a hipster kind of club because of, <laughs> of of how they play and you know just how uh, effective and almost how pretty that they play sometimes. Um, <laughs> but uh, Aston Villa certainly. Um, uh, put them down 1-0 at the 63rd minute uh, mark there after a uh, red card in the 12th minute for John Egan uh, for Sheffield United that really kind of turned things on its head. Um, how impactful was the red card uh, in, in this uh, in dictating this game, Mags? Um, to be fair, it wasn't as as clear cut as uh, as the the one uh, with the Chelsea and Liverpool game. It didn't make as big an, of an impact because um, Sheffield still had chances after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, uh, another kind of dubious decision when um, uh, Target uh, clipped Basham in the, in the box, um, and they got uh, Sheffield got the penalty, which. Was absolutely brilliantly saved by Martinez on his debut. Mm-hmm. What a way to what a way to Marty Davis saving a saving a penalty. He did really really well. Uh, but yeah, this this game was it was dull. It was drab. Um, mm. And it's it's actually that's I, th- I I think it's a good thing to say the fact that we're into the second week of uh, of, of Premier League football and this is the first time a game hasn't been exciting. Mm. Uh, that that bodes well for the for the rest of the season. But Villa deserved the victory. They 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 had the better chances throughout the game. Um, Tyrone Ming, someone who I've not really been a big fan of, uh, with the with the great flick over to to Konzo, uh just just put it beyond the reach of uh, Ramsdale, mm-hmm. and and they they picked up a great victory. I think. Um, I think uh, Grealish was quite quiet, which is a, a shock to say he's uh, Aston Villa's main man. Although he did have a, a really good chance at the end, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, Villa Villa can be happy that they've come away with the points, and and it, it was a it was a nothing match for me. I would I would think that on most weeks Sheffield United would be the clear cut favourites. Uh, to, to take this game, and you could kind of tell that even just as we discussed, uh, they fought right up until the end uh, to try and, and come away with with some points, right? Um, and, and the fact that they didn't is a little bit discouraging. But again, you're, you're looking at a, a team being 
you know, down to 10 men um, for what almost 80 plus minutes worth of the game. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. actually uh, quite, quite good for them that they were able to keep a sustained low <laughs> scorecard there. Um, like I said, I, I think it just shows how dedicated and how, um, uh, just how how well tactically uh, that they're put together and, and that they're not letting letting things go um, as a team. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, we, we've we've seen it over this past couple of weeks when a when a, a side has lost uh, a player, the the teams fall to pieces and they absolutely get end up getting dominated. And that didn't happen with Sheffield, mm-hmm. uh, and they they only let let one goal in. So there's there is positives there. They just maybe need to kind of focus on on being able to put the ball in the net themselves. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think that that's, that's something that, that I've noticed here too, is that they, they're good at taking shots. I mean, you can look at the stats line if you want to, but you, they're, they, they've consistently been able to, to make shots and accumulate these shots here, but it's, it's converting. That's their problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, well, we're hoping that they turn that around sooner as opposed to later. Um, one more Premier League match to cover here uh, before we move along to uh, to other uh, subjects. Uh, Manchester City finally made their Premier League uh, start to the season uh, with a 3-1 victory over Wolves. Uh, we were hoping that Wolves would be awfully scrappy uh, and, and, and putting up a real physical contest here against City, and uh, they did, uh, but City just simply seemed to outclass, here, outclass Wolves rather here at every turn. Yeah, uh, I think the, the the damage was done in the first half. Mm-hmm. I think uh, with uh, City quickly going to uh, a two goal lead after the the penalty, which was a ridiculous challenge by uh, Sace after he played so well uh, in the in the first match uh, to 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 make that challenge in that position where uh, De Bruyne was never going to even keep the ball on the pitch. He was at the very edge of the box. There was no reason to slide in, uh, but a great penalty take, uh, taken by uh, De Bruyne. The The second goal was, I thought, was very classy. Uh, Raheem Sterling uh, linking well with Phil Ford. And it was very kind of almost um, 1980s uh, Holland-esque uh, where... <laughs> where it was just pass and move, just one touch passing. It was just a well-worked goal. Uh, but then I thought that in the second half, City looked laboured. They looked like they, they kind of took the foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that uh, Pordens had a brilliant second half for, for Wolves. There were a couple of times mm-hmm. where where he uh, he came very, very close to scoring the the kind of a swiveling shot where he, he hit the uh, the the upstanding post was was brilliant. The setup that he did for uh, Jimenez's goal was was class, and I thought that maybe we were getting kind of the the fight back, but uh, it it wasn't to be. And, and right at the death, um, uh, Jesus got got the the third goal, and and it, and it was it was game over. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Wolves are going to be kind of like. Angry at themselves that they they had that kind of slow start and they were punished by City so early because they could have had a better a better result from it. Good news for Wolves is that they've uh, they've uh, potentially signed Nelson Semedo and added to their Portuguese ranks. Uh, I think he he'll do well to replace uh, Matt Doherty uh, at, at, at right wing. It's going to be 
scary watching Semedo and uh, Adama Traore run that right wing. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough for any team uh, right down there off off the right side of the pitch. Now that you have both of them linking up, mm-hmm. um, lots of pace, lots of physicality. They're both very very good players. Um, I mean, you you did see Raul Jimenez did pull one goal back in the 78th minute, and yeah. I, and it looked like a comeback might be on. Uh, but uh, Gabriel Jesus, he always seemed to be up for. He always was looking for the goal pretty much throughout the game, and you know, whenever he would uh, be called off sides, he often showed a very frustrated character. He seemed very determined to get uh, a goal in at some point in the game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is this is I mean, should Wolves be very discouraged? I really don't think Wolves should be discouraged at all, really, with this result. I think that they played no. fine. I think three one is a little bit um, uh, more flattering for City than what it really actually looked to be. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it is. I think, like I said, it, it boiled down to the the difference in 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 the halves. I think if uh, if Wolves would have would have uh, started a bit more brighter, perhaps this would have been a totally different result. Uh, mm-hmm. But this again, and like we mentioned uh, on the last episode, this is the mark of a of a, a team that is always going to challenge when you're not playing particularly well, but you're still able to grind out those victories, and and that's exactly what City was able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll ask one more question about City, and then we'll we'll kind of move on to some uh, some international stuff, Mags. Hmm, tasty. Uh, <laughs> um, as far as City is concerned, obviously a big objective of theirs every single season seems to be walk away with some hardware. Whether it's the Premier League, whether it's the Champions League, it seems like they they kind of put themselves in, all their eggs in the Champions League basket last year. Um, what what should we expect going forward for this city team? Are they going to be challenging for honors with Liverpool again, or do you feel as though it's going to be another year where they try and get the Champions League finally? Oh, you know that is a tough question because the the Champions League is a very very prized possession, but I think it it kind of sticks in uh, in Pep's craw that he didn't win uh, he didn't win the the Premier League. It mm. really, really will be grinding on him. Um, I, I fully expect City to challenge on all fronts, to be mm. quite honest. I think we're going to see, uh, hopefully, a very revitalised City that, that that pushed Liverpool and possibly Chelsea to to the, the very end. And I think it's going to be an interesting kind of three-way dance with those, two, those three teams. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I mean, I haven't seen any quality coming out of uh, out of United. Um, I haven't seen uh, we, we we've seen what's happened with Tottenham, where they're very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, so I, I mean, obviously, we're still very early days here. Um, but uh, City, Liverpool, Chelsea, those seem to be the the teams to hang your hat on this year. I think. Yeah, um, if if I were to go with anyone else out of that that three. I would go for at a push Arsenal. I think what uh, yep. Arteta's doing there at Arsenal is is it's phenomenal. It really, really is. The fact that he's got mm-hmm. uh, Aubameyang to, to sign, the fact that he's uh, he's weeding out the dead wood and he's built a really solid kind of base of of a team, and he's got them believing that they can win again. And yeah, uh, I think Arsenal have uh, in their best position to to win something for than they have been for a long time. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. Arsenal would be a good shout for that for 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 top four as well. 
Um, <laughs> I think if there's one thing that I'm a little bit worried about uh, as far as Arsenal goes, it's 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 the back line. It, it's it's certainly just the center backs and trying to get them adjusted. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, I think yeah, that with, I, with I, due time they'll be fine. I think uh, Magalhaes has, has done not too bad in in his first couple of matches. He made a few errors in the second match. He was, he looked a little bit uh, shaky in in the first match. But mm-hmm. uh, he's definitely got the quality there. Um, and I think in time, learning to, to keep with the pace of the English game, I think I think he'll be he'll be pretty good. He, they just need somebody to, to partner with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to uh, some Bundesliga action from Germany, mm. Mags. Mm. Yes, interesting. <laughs> uh, I, I, I hope you good. brought your Lederhosen with you. I know Bayern <laughs> was taking their annual Lederhosen pictures earlier today, so... Uh, there you go, wow. Prost. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I guess let, we could only really start with Bayern Munich because uh, the Bundesliga match day one kicked off um, this this past weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Bayern opened it up with Schalke eight zero to Schalke. Uh, just a absolute... to Schalke. Schalke <laughs> wishes it was eight zero to Schalke. It was definitely not eight zero to Schalke. <laughs> I'm sorry, eight eight zero to Bayern to Schalke. The, the scenes uh, if Schalke stick Bayern eight nil. That would be quite something. <laughs> My mistake. Yes, Bayern Munich uh, trampled Schalke eight zero. Um, not a not a good day at the office for for anybody uh, in, in, in Schalke here, Mags. What did you make of this game? <laughs> It it's hard to describe just how how dominant Bayern Munich were in this match. I mean, mm. I don't even think eight nil justifies how how just ruthless they were against <laughs> Schalke. It was almost like everybody was lining up to just put the ball in the net. It was just superb. Serge Nabry's hat trick. What a what a great great performance by Nabre. But even I don't even think he was the best on on the pitch for for uh, for Bayern. I think Leroy Sané was absolutely unplayable. Mm-hmm. What a, I mean, they paid forty four million for for Sané, and that's looking like an absolute bargain. What mm-hmm. a great debut! Set up two of uh, Nabre's goals, got one himself, and the and the the word is that he's not even fully fit. Um, and to kind of nail. Uh, down just how dominant uh, Bayern were. Uh, Robert Lewandowski did a, a, a pass for for uh, the goal to Thomas uh, Muller. He did a Rabona in the box, mm-hmm. just so nonchalant. It was so dominant. I feel I f- this was putting a team to the sword like nothing else. I mean, even Goretzka, who's not exactly known for for scoring a lot of goals, as as uh, got in on on the act. It was just a brilliant performance. And we spoke uh, last episode about how how exciting it is to have um, Thiago Alcantara in 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 the Premiership, mm. and how no matter which team he went to, that was kind of a blessing, and kind of like he makes the Premiership better, but. But uh, Bayern just didn't look like they missed him. They nope. didn't look like that, and that's that's a worry. That would for me would be a worry for any team in Europe who's going to have to play Bayern. That they lost a player who lit up the Premiership and was one of the most outstanding players in forty five minutes, and Bayern didn't even look like they they, they needed him. It's yeah. that's frightening. It's absolutely frightening, and mm. the fact they didn't even have 
players like Alfonso Davies on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, Tolisso didn't even start. This is, ah, uh, I'm I'm just in awe of how amazing Bayern Munich are. You know what's um you know what's really funny, and I, and I want to focus on two of the things that you've just talked about. Um, so. I don't know how often you get to play FIFA mags, but one of the recurring things uh, and, and criticisms, I guess, about the Bayern team in FIFA is just how perpetually slow they are. Mm-hmm. Um, this team looks so fast and invigorated. God damn, and absolutely. <laughs> it, it's it's so frightening how quick they were coming at Schalke. It wasn't. It was just like, what are they even going to do? Like, like no team uh, that I can think of has a defense that that's fortified or that that's that is that fortified to withstand uh, what what Byron was bringing to the table today between Sané and Gnabry, uh, um, <laughs> Lewandowski being Lewandowski, Muller. Uh, I mean, it was crazy. Um, so I think uh, I absolutely agree that the speed is frightening uh, for Byron. Um, what I really really like here, and you mentioned uh, Leon Goretzka, um, him and Kimmich. Forming a great little partnership there in the midfield, and I and I thought to myself, and and thank you, uh, shout out to, to CJ at shooting the sports ish in the chat here. He was a uh, uh, he was the one who actually uh, made clear what the lineup was for Bayern uh, the, on the day when they were playing before I tuned in. It was Kimmich that's taking up that spot there uh, for uh, for Thiago Alcantara. And uh, I thought that the base of the midfield was masterful with the double the double pit of it between Goretzka and Kimmich. It was like it was like they they didn't even miss a beat from Thiago. Yeah. And and when you've got players like Nabra and and uh, Sane who, who you can give they kind of almost like Salah and and Mane and and Firmino at Liverpool. You don't have to be uh, pinpoint accurate with your with your passes. You if you give them enough yardage that they can run onto the ball and. And they they're going to they're going to more than likely score, and that's exactly what happened in this game. The mm-hmm. the passing wasn't it didn't have to be uh, inch perfect because Sane and and Nabre were always able to outpace uh, the the Schalke backline and and get into positions to to put the ball in there. It was just a masterful display, and a, for a team to not miss someone like uh, Thiago, that's that's scary, really really scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing that I want to make note of here, and, and we'll kind of um, also touch on this in the next game a little bit too, um, but um, uh, different countries, different leagues have adopted different rules as to how to maybe, um, I guess, sustain the clubs and the players uh, because of COVID. Now, the English Premier League, sadly, did not adopt the rules to be able to adopt more than three substitutions, it seems. Um, uh, but the Bundesliga did. And it seemed like both teams well uh, took advantage of that with Byron making five substitutions and mm-hmm. Schalke making uh, four themselves. Um, Mags, uh, what I really like about this is it, it obviously gives the players a chance to refresh themselves and it doesn't seem to be such a drag, but also it allows players uh, to really kind of gain some minutes that you wouldn't normally see, like Xerxes and Crucians, um, uh for, for Bayern. They got chances to go out there and play. Toliso got a chance to go out there and play. Chris Richards, uh, Jamal. Um, you know, I mean, the, 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 it gave a lot of good rotation here, Mags. I, I mean, mm-hmm. why isn't this something that the Premier League adopted? I have no idea. I thought it was a, a masterful stroke. It really is, and like you said, it it adds 
Uh, it not only helps you, your players stay relatively fit, you mm-hmm. also get to you get to uh, give more players uh, game time. So if you're bedding in younger players, they're still gonna you're still gonna be able to to play them. And the fact right. that, that we've got seven subs and only uh, in the Premier League and only allowed to use three, where in the uh, in in Germany they have nine subs and they can use way more than three. It's just it's it's weird how the Premiership haven't adopted that. I thought that would have been um, it would have been the perfect time to 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 bring that rule in. Well, especially as how how oddly focused the Premier League has been about health and safety and and all, taking all these extra measures. You would imagine that they would have done the same thing for the players here and allowed for more substitutions. So Premier League, if you're listening, uh, you done messed up. You know, we need to adjust this rule here for the the health and safety of the players and the club, uh, yeah. and 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 obviously give the give the the young talent that's on these rosters here a chance to play. This only yeah, makes sense. I mean, how many matches are, have we seen in the in the Premier League where um, players who who pick up injuries have to stay on the on the pitch because all the subs have been used? Yeah. The the, the match uh, that comes to mind was the Newcastle one from from uh, this past weekend. Yep. Where um, uh, Jamal Lewis got uh, kicked in the face, but he still had to stay on the pitch because uh, Newcastle had made all three substitutions. Uh, so yeah, it, it makes absolute sense to 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 allow for more substitutes uh, to 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 get game time, especially when you have so many subs on your bench anyway. It's yeah, it 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 also helps with bedding in the youngsters. Like like I've said, you want to build like a, a foundation of of, of English uh, players, then allow them players to to get game time. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's all I ask. I want to see I want to see more players play for Liverpool. I I'm sure you want to see more players play for Burnley. I mean Chelsea's got to a be deep fair, roster. I don't think we our squad has got enough that we could fit in so many on our bench. <laughs> I think we're threadbare at the very best of times. <laughs> we only had 3 people on the bench for Leicester. What what are you what are you even talking about Tanner? No, um yeah, no, I mean but there's some very deep squads out there and I I, I want to see more players play. I mean, yeah. shouldn't that be the objective here? Is to is to get the the best players and to play players more often for the joy of the game. That's just, it's just ridiculous. Premier League. It makes absolute sense. Yeah, get get your house in order, Premier League. Um, let's move away from Bayern because I am frightened of them. Um, let's talk about Borussia Dortmund playing uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yes, that's that's a word. Um, they. I thought you were going to struggle with that. Munchen <laughs> <laughs> Gladback, yes. Um, so uh, Dortmund uh, really uh, put the hammer to Munchen Gladback. Not nearly as as what Bayern did to to Schalke, but um, uh, Dortmund uh, came away with a, a three zero victory uh, with Holland really standing out, as well as Giovanni Reina, uh, an American lad. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> um, I thought that uh, this this Dortmund team looked really sharp, Mags. Yeah, I, I think three uh, 0 was maybe a little bit flattering. Uh, not saying that that Dortmund mm. didn't deserve the goals; mm-hmm. they absolutely did. Uh, I just don't think they kind of um, they they put uh, Gladbach to the sword as much as that. Gladbach certainly had a, f- a few chances. There was a there was a shot that um, that that nearly went in, um, but this for me was all about the youngsters. 
this was four uh, attacking youngsters for for Dortmund uh, at the future for not only Dortmund but probably for European football. Uh, Bellingham, um, who's I think he's only seventeen, he he set up uh, Reina, who is also seventeen, which is absolutely astounding. And then you had Jaden Sancho and, and uh, Erling Haaland, who are both I think are twenty, uh, mm-hmm. linking together. Yeah, w- what a great performance by for young young players it's um yeah it was it was a, a classy classy showing uh sancho's pace is something to behold uh how he is so good at that age is is frightening he's he's got such a a mature head on his shoulders uh and i think one of the things that that really stood out for me was actually Emery chan I thought that mm-hmm. his uh, his balls into the box were were delightful. Really, kind of uh, teasing crosses that that more than one but uh, Dortmund player could have could have got got their head to. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a brilliant display. Uh, I, I love the fact that uh, there were fans in the in the stadium. Um, ten, I think they had ten thousand fans, which mm-hmm. uh, is is. It's a great to get some normality back to football, uh, but yeah, a, a classy performance by Dortmund, just out overshadowed by the fact that that Bayern just absolutely tore Schalke a new one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's amazing is that um, you, you you mentioned Emery Chan. Um, what I really really appreciated is is just his sheer ability to do all of that work from a basically what was what was a makeshift center back position he he was kind of playing from from all the way back but you would see him making these surging runs um and, and i think that was, that was really really brilliant um jude bellingham is 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 a big part of why i wanted to talk about dortmund i think he looks really really sharp right there next to witzel um and uh yeah i mean sancho uh, i mean what else can we say that we haven't said <laughs> <laughs> uh, on previous occasions here, Mags. Um, yeah. What is the lure for not just young talent, but for young English talent to go to Dortmund? Do you know, if I, if I knew, I absolutely would tell you. I think it's just mm-hmm. one, one player goes over and uh, and and they're kind of like, it, it's like just spreading the news that, that Dortmund have got this amazing kind of uh, youth set up where they, they can really cultivate the the talent and and it's just new spreads and 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 i think that that dortmund are, are very quickly being one of like the go-to places if you if you want to uh kind of make it as uh in in european football they're, they're the perfect stepping stone because they're still a top quality side but you you're kind of in the in the shot window for mm. for, for the the elite of the elite uh in terms of like the 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 Real Madrids, the Barcelonas, the 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 Liverpools, the Cities, the Chelseas. So yeah, it's, it's kind of the the perfect kind of a stepping stone almost. I think. Mm-hmm. Well, and and maybe I'm being a bit too generous directly towards Dortmund. I mean, really, the Bundesliga in general is experiencing a major influx of English and American talent, for that matter. And I think Dor- Dortmund is one really good hallmark example, but they're not the only one. I mean, you obviously had McKinney, who was playing at Schalke for for a while before transferring to Juventus, who we will talk about here in just a moment. Um, but I mean, you always get like Bayern Munich is in for Mason Greenwood or like uh, whoever it might be. Oh, we know who's played for Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. England. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's uh, you always get these these awesome links uh, from from the from the Bundesliga for young hungry English talent or young hungry American talent looking to make themselves better. In fact, I mean, it, it's of my opinion that I mean a lot of the successes you'll see from the the U.S. national team here, the, the men's national team at least, are going to be lent to the Bundesliga because that's where all the American kids are playing. So. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, it's interesting as well that uh, that Dortmund are, are so dominant over over teams like Man, Man United because uh, yeah. lest we forget that uh, Sancho has been the most uh, protracted transfer uh, this season, and and there's still no closer to Man United being able to to seal his uh, signature, but. Uh, but Dortmund beat Manchester United to the signing of Bellingham as well. Yeah. Uh, it was long rumoured that Bellingham was was going to leave Birmingham for Man United and, and in swooped Dortmund and, and got the deal done. And it kind of links back to what I said uh, on the previous episode about uh, how hard Man United seemed to find it to to uh, to get these transfers over the line. I think uh, Ed Woodward is the very worst football um, director of football in, in Man United history because he mm. just cannot seem to finish the transfer and uh, the team suffers because of it. I, I think that's a part of it. I think that it, it, I mean, you can attract a player with wages and stuff like that, but I mean, at the same time, if, if the club's not fighting for honors, you got to have something to, to fight for. And I think, I think that's one thing that really appeals uh, for me about Dortmund uh, and, and would appeal to maybe anybody out there who's looking to, to transfer. That's a, that's a young kid looking to, to try and get some first team play is that you're actually going to get a chance to play and, you're gonna make a pretty good wage, and you're gonna be part of something. Whereas, like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do, gonna do if you're on the if, if playing for Manchester? You're gonna, you're gonna sit on the bench and wear the tracksuit. Like that's that's mm-hmm. what you're gonna do. You know? And I, I think what you get as well from Dortmund is an honesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in terms of again, I'm gonna link, link back to the Sancho uh, Sancho transfer. They uh, they were honest and saying if Sancho wants to go, he he's more than welcome to go. But we want him to stay and. Yeah. When you're kind of given that kind of um, that praise and that that feeling of belonging, you you do want to stay. And and they've been very open and said we we fully expect Sancho to go on and 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 go on to bigger and better things. But as of right now, he's happy to be, and we are more than happy to keep him. Here. And and that's what I think attracts and keeps players at, at clubs like Dortmund because they feel like they're part of something. Rather mm-hmm. than just like a, a name or a number in a in in a squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I completely agree, one hundred and ten percent here, Mags. And um, you know, it's it's always the saddest part of my day scrolling through Twitter and seeing the Manchester United transfer rumor uh, uh, accounts saying how close Jaden Sancho is to signing. It's it just he's been so close for about three months. <laughs> like it just makes me so sad for all the people with such hopes for something that's never going to happen. Um, so we'll we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, let's go ahead and take a, a siesta down to Italy, Mags. How does that sound? Bongiorno. <laughs> uh, lots of lots of moves and shakes here with uh, Juventus, uh, the, the premier club uh, uh, of Italy, it seems. Uh, they have signed uh, Al- Alvaro Morata uh, from Atletico Madrid. I guess he yes. freed up that, that extra space. Uh, I think it's a long deal, if I remember rightly. 
Yes, it does look to be a loan deal with an option to buy. This is actually his second go-round here uh, signing for Juventus. Um, so uh, last time they played, he was fighting for Champions League honors and became a big name for, for Europe. Um, what do you make of this move here, Mags? Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. Uh, uh, Maratta uh, leaving Atletico frees up that space for Suarez, potentially frees up the space for uh, Cavani. Um uh, Juve definitely needs someone more than Ronaldo to, to be able to rely on to score the goals because as good as Ronaldo is, the guy is, he is getting on. He's like 34 years old. Um, <laughs> you can't you can't keep relying on him. You can't keep turning the clock back uh, so much. So he does need that kind of backup. And Morata's a proven goal scorer, especially uh, in Italy. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great move for, for Juve. Well, and and not only that, um, I mean, they've made it pretty clear, and we'll talk about new manager Andrea Pirlo here in just a moment, but um, uh, they've made it pretty clear that Cristiano Ronaldo will be taking some rest time. Like that's going to be a pretty big part of their season that they're going to save him for the big games and yeah. uh, and and making sure that he's well fit. Um, they actually had a um, Cristiano Ronaldo actually only got into the score sheet fairly late into the game. It seemed, uh, whereas uh, the scoring really started with a uh, newcomer, uh, Dayan uh, Kulusevski. Uh, Kulusevski. Kulu- Kulusevski. Kulusevski. Thank you, Mags. Um, he actually he, he played uh, right next to Ronaldo uh, for for the majority of the game and actually scored a very very nice goal. What do you? Um, I, I thought it was a very good performance here, and um, I actually think that Murata and uh, Kulusevski is gonna are gonna make a pretty ideal partnership too for for the bulk of those games uh, where you're not gonna be seeing Ronaldo. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And and to take the 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 finish as calmly as uh, Kulishevsky did on his mm-hmm. debut, uh, especially picking up the ball from um, from uh, Ronaldo when it looked like he'd been fouled, mm-hmm. uh, the the finish was beautiful. Uh, really calmly, well placed into the bottom corner. Uh, yeah, they've got a, a a little star on their hands there. And. I think you're exactly right. If you're playing Maratta in the bulk of your games, uh, him and uh, Kulusevski are going to form a formidable partnership. Uh, and then when you have those big games, you, you bring in uh, Ronaldo and t- those three in the same team are going to be absolutely brilliant to watch. Uh, for one person who really did impress me, though, was uh, Aaron Ramsey. I thought he had a, a really good game in this in the centre of midfield. He was kind of in the middle of pretty much everything. Um, it was him who uh, he set up... Um, he set up Ronaldo for his goal. Uh, Ronaldo, I think he was feeling a bit frustrated uh, throughout the game. Obviously, the, he didn't get the, the opportunity for the first goal. He hit the bar um, uh, in in the in the second half, and he he was kind of like it looked like it wasn't going to be his day until the the pretty much the death. Um, the the goal in between though uh, was kind of almost like a comedy of errors. For Sampdoria, they just could not get the rid of the ball. Uh, the the Juve players were actually gaining each other's way to to put the ball in there, and it just fell for for Benucci and he and he stroked it home. But I think three nil is and it was it was a dominant performance by by Juve. Um, Sampdoria just were not at the races at all. Uh, they they had maybe one 
decent attack, which was well saved by uh, Chesney. Uh, it could have potentially been 4-0 uh, when uh, the the uh, the Sampdoria keeper, Adero, cleared the shot off the line when uh, I think like 95% of the ball had actually crossed the line. So... Yeah, uh, Juve hitting the ground running with the first match of the of the season, looking to get I think is the tenth uh, league in a row. So yeah, uh, they they've they've got a lot to to be impressed with with this with this performance. Mm-hmm. I, I I like what they're doing. I I really do uh, like the the new look and new setup, and I think a lot of that has to do with new manager Andrea Pirlo. Um, now he had recently, um, before he earned his coaching badges, he had written a thesis on uh, how he would like to play football, and you can actually hear uh, a, a lot about this on uh, other other content, and other streamers on YouTube, but. Um, more specifically, a lot of this thesis boils down to his influence uh, uh, stemming from uh, maybe uh, people like uh, Arigio Sachi, um, you, you know, your, um, uh, your, your Carlo Enchiladis, but also, you know, your Pep Guardiola's. And, and um, one name that did stand out to me, too, was uh, Antonio Conte himself. And this looked like very much a Conte kind of setup here, Mags. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you had the, the the classic three at the back. You had your 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 um your wing back uh, type players here, uh, but you did have a very much a workman midfield uh, as you described there with uh with Ramsey, McKinney, and Rabio kind of uh, working things through the middle of the pitch. Um, yeah, I, I like the look of having Kulusevski, Kulusevski. Kulishevsky. Kulishevsky. <laughs> this is going to be fun. And, and Ronaldo. I hope we do a lot more European football. <laughs> I hope so too. Maybe maybe that's what we should do is on the Thursday show do European football. Um, but yeah, um, let's see here. But yeah, him and Ronaldo hooking up, I think I think that's a brilliant looking lineup and, and Rod is only going to add to it. And let's not forget, we didn't even get to see Arthur, the new signing no, from Barcelona. Which is a, a shock. I thought that he would have at least maybe got some time on the on the pitch. Uh, uh, we we saw Costa for a little while. I think uh, De De Chiglio, when he came on, he was very bright. But yeah, I'm surprised we didn't get to see uh, Arthur, especially how with how much they they, they spent to to bring him in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With with the way that you've seen uh, pure load lineup Juventus now, I mean, does is is, is is Arthur going to be uh, in the number ten slot, or, or or do you like right behind Ronaldo and 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 uh, Kulishevsky or Morata, or, uh, <laughs> or, or, yeah, or do you? I, yeah, I expect it's, I expect him to 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 be in that in that slot. Uh, perhaps he wasn't quite fit. Perhaps he uh, he just wasn't quite ready to to play. Who knows? Uh, perhaps. Uh, Pirlo was giving uh, other players a chance to kind of stake their claim before uh, bringing in um, Arthur. But, yeah, I, I was kind of um, had a little bit of trepidation with uh, Pirlo's uh, appointment as as manager. Obviously, he has very, very little experience and he only actually got his coaching badges last week. Um, <laughs> the, the, the worry is that it was just kind of almost like... like Chelsea with with Lampard, where they was they were giving the job to him because he's is a, a legend of the club rather than he had the the kind of um, the the managerial skills to do the job. But after this performance, uh, I think it kind of put a lot of that doubt to rest, and and perhaps 
the 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 opposition of, of Sampdoria wasn't exactly the most difficult that he could have come up with on on his uh, on his debut. But uh, we'll we'll see how he how he manages when he when. Um, Juve are in the weeds when they come mm. up with against the likes of Napoli, uh, Atalanta, uh, Inter Milan, um, and when they are going that one or two goals down and seeing just how we kind of like can adapt to that. Uh, be interesting to to watch uh, how Pilo manages this season. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, I think it'll be interesting. Um, uh, maybe it's a bit selfish of me. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. But I really, really want to see uh, Buffon finally get his Champions League title. If that's if that's with Pirlo, then fantastic. But I, if, I would re- if if Buffon gets a game, I think Chesney yeah. is absolutely outstanding. Yeah. I mean, as long as he gets the medal, man, I'm I'm fine with that. I just I just want that man to have a medal. He doesn't he just... need to play just as long as a partition uh, participation <laughs> award. <laughs> it, what what if he didn't play the whole season and then played in the Champions League finals and, and oh, that, the that, scenes? <laughs> I would love it. Um, let me see here. So yeah, Gigi Buffon, one of my favorite goalkeepers of all time. Yeah, he's an absolute living legend. Uh, let's see here. Before we head on out, guys, uh, we did have some of y'all write into us on Twitter. Uh, so let's let's uh, get to the what uh, Mags and I uh, love to call the nitty gritty here. Um, let's see here. Good cop, bad cop wrestling podcast at Good Cop Bad Cop Wrestle on Twitter uh, says that um, uh, they were surprised that we picked uh, Son over harry kane on last week's episode uh or or the last episode of radio techers um uh, for um i guess a player of the show uh mags um i mean should we reconsider uh maybe picking harry kane over son do you want to reconsider your pick no absolutely not i i I, i'm I'm keeping with son I'm keeping with Son, and and the reason why is is the same reason that I've explained not only last show but also on Twitter. I think uh, whilst Kane did have a good second half, I think he was very frustrated in that first half, and he was uh, lashing out. He got himself a, a booking, uh, and you could see he was he was kind of like a, a solo man forlorn, where <laughs> Son was clinical, absolutely clinical. Had five shots, scored four goals. That's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, Kane did set up those four goals, but they still had to be put in the net. And it's not yeah. like Kane put him on a plate for some. He still had a lot of hard work to do. Uh, so I'm happy with my pick. Yeah, uh, Harry Kane may have got the official man of the match, but the, as as we've seen with VAR, the Premier League can't be trusted a lot of the time. So mm. just refer to Radio Techers for if you want the, the definitive answer. And yeah. the definitive answer for that match and for that, that show was that Son was the best player. Yeah, I mean, between uh, between <laughs> rules and regulations on substitutions and, and pretty much everything else, Radio Techers has it uh, just about got the nail on the head here. Um, yeah, we've got our beady eye on, on the, the, the heartbeat of football. Exactly, Mags, exactly. If um, that's even a saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, simply put, uh, Sun scored four goals and Harry Kane didn't. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I, I will not reconsider my, uh, uh, my pick here. Um, let me see here. What else? Um, Alan slash Ace slash uh, slash Shipsta on Twitter at Ace uh, Sta uh, on Twitter. Uh, 
Alan is asking, uh, or rather says, my player of the week is the man, the picture, and thoughts on today's cup action. So yes, it was a picture of Sun. Yes, Sun is player of the the of of Argus, our pick for player of the show last show. Um, Correct. So good cup, bad cup. Be smart. Be like Alan. <laughs> Be like Alan, exactly. Um, we did have some cup action uh, in the last couple of days here. Chelsea absolutely demolishing uh, people left and right here with uh, Kai Havertz scoring his first hat trick. Uh, yeah, um, that that for me was uh, was kind of like the icing on the cake for Kai Havertz. I mean, we've waxed lyrical about this guy. We mm-hmm. expect him to do amazing things. Mm-hmm. And whilst he's not really set the Premier League on on fire, mm-hmm. uh, he's took some quite a lot of criticism in uh, in uh, the the British uh, uh, media, mainly from uh, guys like Jamie Carragher, who's saying uh, that whilst he's amazingly talented, they don't think he's uh, Frank Lampard knows exactly what to do with him. Uh, this match kind of proved that 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 he does. Uh, the fact that he got a hat-trick uh, will do his confidence the world of good. And we said that. We said that it it just takes a little bit of time with, with players as young as him in exactly. a team full, full of people who he doesn't really know. Uh, for him to come and, and score a hat-trick, he, that will give him the massive, massive boost of confidence. And I think this is the kind of kickstart to his season that, that he, he needed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I mean that's that's absolutely right, man. I I I have no complaints about about that analysis at all. Um, we we did uh, in, in other places here. We did see a, a wild Juan Mata actually make an appearance for Manchester United. Um, you know, very rare do we get to see that happen nowadays. It seems. Um, uh, but he he was also playing with uh, Marcus Rashford and Mason Greenwood, who also ended up on the score sheet beating Luton Town. Uh, so y- you can see kind of where United's headspace is at. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, looking up and looking up and down all these results, there's not a lot of huge shocks. To be fair, uh, I think the Newport County beating Watford three one is a is a little bit of a shock. Uh, but the the biggest one for me is West Brom losing to Brentford uh, mm-hmm. on penalties. Uh, West Brom are just not having a good time of uh, this start of the season at all. Uh, and and going out in the in the third round to to a, a lower division club is just just more kind of salt in the wounds for them. Yeah, yeah. West Brom has not looked sharp at all, and I think this is actually uh, this has actually been a recurring thing, man. This has been a recurring mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Well, um, so let's see here. So that's, I guess, that's the, the lion's share of the EPL action. I mean, uh, or the FL action, rather. I mean, the uh, West Ham did get a five uh, five one win over Hull City. Um, let uh, me see here. Beat Morecambe seven nil. Uh, Everton was almost put to the sword against uh, Fleetwood, uh, but they ended up winning five two. Um, so yeah, and then Burnley obviously picked up a great victory against Millwall two uh, nil. There you so, go. Yeah, so we 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 can win games. <laughs> yes, indeed, it made me happy for you. Um, let's see here. Uh, JPQ at Big Paws on a Pup on Twitter asks uh, for weekly Swansea coverage. Uh, well, uh, ask and you shall receive. Uh, some things happening over at Swansea. They beat Preston one nil uh, on the on Saturday the twelfth in the championship. Quiet and- again. <laughs> you can't hear me again. 
I got that one. Okay. I don't know what's going on with your audio, Mags. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to take a look at that to get it get it figured out. Um, about five seconds as well. You just cut out. Oh goodness! Yeah. Well, the trays of transatlantic. <laughs> the wires uh, aren't making it all the way across. <laughs> it's Trump's fault. We'll blame Trump. Yes, indeed. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Swansea, um, th- that was their last victory, was against Preston on the 12th of September. Um, they recently just had a draw with Birmingham, nil-nil um, uh, on the 19th. They do have a game against Wycombe, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Against against who? Wycombe? <laughs> Beautiful. Ah. How is it, it pronounced, Mags? Educate me. From now on, it's Wycombe. What is it really? Wickham. Wickham. How is that Wickham? I expected a W I C K H A M, and you you throw out you throw a Y and a C at me, <laughs> and, and a B. How is a B? And oh, oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> there is a B in it. We yeah. don't. The B is silent. It's a silent B. <laughs> Most bees I know make noise. Um. <laughs> you know, though, I don't, I don't feel comfortable doing weekly Swansea City news, especially for a dead podcaster. <laughs> oh goodness! But if we have to do it, we have to do it. Uh, I, I mean, they, they're not exactly light in the world, and. Uh, on firing in terms of transfers, uh, but there is a little bit of news where they uh, they they chasing a French defender called uh, Matteo Peburns from Almeria. Mm. Uh, yeah, they are facing a challenge from uh, Nottingham Forest and uh, who were the other team? There's another team that's after him, Getafe. Uh, it's very likely that he'll stay in Spain with Getafe, but. Uh, it's good to see that that Swansea at least kind of broadening their their horizons and 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 trying to bring back in, uh, bring some defenders in because mm-hmm. it kind of looks like they need it. I would say so. Yes. Um, so good luck against Wycombe. There you go. <laughs> Fucking Wycombe. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so so here, here I'll make you a deal, JPQ. Um, uh, every every time that we send out one of these tweets, if you ask and request for Swansea news, I will definitely be glad to give that to you. Um, but you will have to make an appearance on the show one day. Deal? Yeah. I okay. think that's a, an, a perfect deal. I think that's a good deal, too. Um, let's uh, let's move on to just one last piece of business here. Uh, Stu underscore CMO102 at SCMO102 on Twitter. Uh, Stu, I believe is his name, uh, Elder Costa, without a shadow of a doubt, player of the uh, week. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Elder Costa, he, he was pulling some strings here, Mags. Player of the week, though? He had a great game. Uh, no doubt, and uh, picked up a couple of good goals. Uh, but I think he was just any other week he probably would have would have been in with a shout of being player of the week. But there were just so many other players that that kind mm. of stood out, and it's it's been an, an amazing first couple of weeks of football. We 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 can't can't deny that there's been so many goals. It's been unreal. Mm. So it's it's not very often that we'll see someone who gets two goals and and not be in the conversation but I just think that there were that many other players that, that outshone him that yeah he's just it wasn't in on my radar. 
Mm-hmm. Well, um, I I think that he he was definitely in contention for me. I would certainly give him an honorable mention, perhaps. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's um. It's got to be Sun, right? I mean, I yeah. still stand by my justification as Sun being Player of the Week last show. Um, let's move on to, I guess, this this episode's uh, top bins, as well as um, uh, Player of the Show here, Mags. Top bins and Player of the Show. <coughs> you okay there? I'm fine. Okay, good. Just dying. You, you frightened me for a minute. Uh, <laughs> um, let me see here. So, uh, top bins. Um, well, both of these picks are really going to break my heart a little bit here. But Mags, um, top bins. I've, I'm actually going to go with Phil Foden's goal. Um, as you put it, it was very classy Dutch-esque football, and I love a good goal that looks like that. Um, Phil Foden's still a young kid, still a lot to learn and a lot to grow. Um, but um, yeah, I, it was a classy, classy goal. And uh, yeah, it really, really was. It mm. was a, a great team goal as well. The, mm. the fact that it was all very much one-touch passing. Uh, great, great play by by uh, uh, Sterling to get the ball to Foden, and it was a, a classy finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not my uh, top bins though. Oh, uh, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna have to go with a, uh, and this is this is like almost a stab stab in the heart. But I'm gonna have to go with Dennis Pratt's uh, twenty yard screamer against Burnley. Mm. Uh, perfectly hit, perfectly placed. Top corner, Pope had absolutely no chance, and yeah, it was a, a stunning finish. Hey, that's that's a very well taken pick, Mags. That's uh, I do like that pick. Um, player of the show. Okay, who are you going for? Again, it's it's not going to bring me any joy. Um, but uh, I mean, you got to go with Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, I think here uh, he scored the penalty when it was needed. He played captain. He kept the midfield ticking on for Manchester City. He was involved in pretty much every positive play that Manchester City was involved in. Uh, the guy's a total genius, and uh, any club would be happy to have him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Manchester City looked absolutely dominant over Wolves for the bulk of the game because of Kevin De Bruyne. Yep. It's uh, again an, uh, another pick that I, I'm struggling to argue with, uh, but again, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go with that one. Uh, for me, I think uh, <laughs> I, I'm actually stuck between two players from the same side. Um, I'm tempted to go with with Nabre, uh for for getting a hat trick uh, against oh. Schalke. Dang it, Mags! I, if I knew that we could pick like internationally, I, I, I mean, if if you want, I can I can not pick internationally. No, no, no! I, I think that makes it a lot e- more interesting. Go go ahead and you make your pick, and then maybe I'll go ahead and amend mine. <laughs> no, no take backs. No take backs. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, you can. Of course, you can. Uh, no, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to go with Nabri because of the hat trick. I think uh, it's hard to justify picking somebody. Uh, who didn't get a hat trick? Um, but I'm gonna go with Sane. I think he absolutely dominated. Mm. Uh, he, he he just in the middle of everything for for Bayern Munich. 
the pace that he's got is absolutely frowning. The fact that he's, he's not even 100% fit and he was still able to to set up two goals and, and get one himself. Uh, the fact that he's, he's so unselfish that he could have easily scored a couple of the goals himself and, um, and he's still... Uh, help Nabry get a hat-trick. Uh, yeah, I've got to go with uh, Leroy Sané. That's a, an outstanding signing, and I think it's going to turn out to be one of the bargains of the year. I think you're absolutely right, Mags. And and, and let's go ahead and make this new rule here. Um, with with uh, with top bins and player of the week, we can discuss, I guess, any kind of club or, or player or anything that we talk about on that show. I think I think that's a fair rule to make, right? Um, or, or, I mean, we could just pick from anywhere, really. I mean, that we're at that point in the year now. It's not just the Premier League. We're talking we're talking global now. Um, if the club gets mentioned, they're in with a shout. I they're think. in with a shout. Exactly. That's a good rule to have. Um, with that being said, I will amend it then because uh, <laughs> screw Kevin Bruyne. Um, I, I will go with Serge Gnabry um, because goodness, uh, that man has some pace. That man is frighteningly quick, and um, I bet Arsenal kick themselves every day for selling him. Um, and for selling him for so cheap, I think yep. they sold him for like five million, yep. which now is it's daylight robbery. And even uh, <laughs> Bayern only paid eight million euros for him. So mm-hmm. that what that's a, that's a bargain, an absolute bargain, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is is lethal. Is lethal in the box. Well, and and using our same logic about Harry Kane and Son, uh, you can set up the goals all day long, but you mm. have to also put them away. Uh, so, no. <laughs> how <laughs> I'm, I'm, I must be so patronizing the fact that I'm, that Son is the best because he put the ball in there. But now I'm saying that, um, that Leroy Sane is the man of the week. <laughs> hypocrite. No, I think that I think that is brilliant. So there you go, good cop, bad cop. I hope you enjoyed that little segment there with Mags and I. Um, Mags, is there anything else that we need to talk about here today? Uh, no, I think we're all footballed out. It's uh, it's been a, an amazing week of, of football all across Europe, and it's going to be hard for for the the Premier League to to keep this pace up. Mm. Uh, when are we going to get a nil nil draw? It's going to be. <laughs> It's shocking that we haven't had one already. Uh, I thought we were, we were possibly going to get it in uh, Sheffield versus Villa, but even they still stumped up with some goals. But I, I can't I can't be mad at it because it's makes for exciting times and uh, makes for some great talking points on on radio techers. Um, so just keep following, keep uh, helping us build those subscribers. Give us a like, give us a mm-hmm. subscribe, comment down below. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers. Uh, we we love the feedback. We love uh, as as you've heard in this show. We'll 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 uh, definitely give you a shout out and 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 take your comments on board and talk about them. So yeah, get involved. We want to be as interactive as possible. Uh, so yeah, uh, just just get get involved. Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. As Meg put it brilliantly, uh, give us a follow here, particularly if you're, if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, hit that subscribe button to Shooting the Sports-ish, because uh, that way you can get every video episode of Radio Techers, uh, plus a lot of other good stuff. We've got takes on stakes, which has been great. Uh, hooping it up, or whatever it's called with Anthony. Uh, no, Hoop, there I, it is for who? the third time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trolling. Yes, hoop, there it is with Anthony. Um, 
uh, also what is it uh, slants and 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 eggs right is what it's called no, uh, it's no quick slants <laughs> quick slants, slants. <laughs> I, slants I, and eggs mm, delicious <laughs> I love trolling the boss. Yes, quick slants with Anthony. Um, Southern Showdown, another great show. Uh, Cam's got an awesome show uh, that's kind of like a stock market for players for buying and selling what's hot, what's not. Um, and, and then, of course, Raw View just kills everything. It's such a brilliant show. Raw Views, yes. Raw Views with Steven is just fantastic. So you got to check out check out all the stuff, man. It's it's really, really good. So there's only one way to do it. That's hitting that subscribe button to uh, Shooting the Sports-ish right down below as Mags is put, putting that there. And give us a thumbs up as Mags is doing right there too. That, that's greatly appreciated. Leave us some comments. And um, don't forget, you got to hit that bell in order to stay notified for every new episode that comes out through Shooting the Sports-ish. And while you're at it, if you're listening to us on podcast, make sure to uh, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this, be it on uh, Visionaries Global uh, uh, Network, whether this is on the Shooting the, the Sports-ish podcast or on the actual uh, Radio Techers main feed. That'd be greatly appreciated. Give us a, give us yeah, a subscribe you, there. You, you just can't get away from us. We're absolutely no. everywhere. We, we got you cornered. Ears, if you've got ears, you can listen to us. We're the Bayern Munich of football podcasts. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. We actually are as well. know <laughs> on our back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, just uh, give us a, a subscribe wherever you listen to this show, uh, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, and if you can, leave us a, a, a rating and review. That would be greatly appreciated, y'all. Um, I, I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, and as always, with me here, my good friend and co-host, Mags. Uh, y'all take care. Be safe out there. Know that we love you, and have yourself a great rest of your day. Bye.